steal you for a second? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Girls' Night In. I'm Glory, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Karen, Blurina, and Michelle. And we are so excited to break down the sixth episode of The Bachelorette. So grab your popcorn, grab your most comfiest PJs, a glass of wine, anything you want, and join us as we dive right in for this Girls' Night In. Now, before we get into the episode, I would love to play a game of Would You Rather, which was actually inspired by one of the dates that we'll be discussing tonight. So let's start with this game of Would You Rather. Okay, ladies, would you rather get a rose from Jed or Peter? Ooh, I don't really like Peter, but I also don't like Jed either. It's like, who don't we like more? (laughs) Yeah. The fact that Jed lied, but like, I don't know. I just feel like Peter's just off his vibes in general. (laughs) Yeah, I think I would say Jed, just because Peter's been more in the limelight and so much like just terrible things have been coming out. I feel like I kind of forgot what happened with Jed. So I'll probably go with him yeah no same honestly like whatever kelly was talking about peter and the fact that kelly actually like cut him off just shows that he's just a horrible person so jed for me too same here agree with (laughs) (laughs) y'all i would agree as well i think jed okay next question would you rather have a fantasy suite date in a regular hotel or a windmill (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, <laughs> I think windmill because it's so special. Like a hotel, you can just go to any time, right? Oh, that's true. But then the windmill is looking kind of ratchet too. Yeah, we would need to see the windmill. Like, is yeah, this yeah. a nice windmill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Describe the windmill, please. <laughs> Honestly, the windmill just gives me trauma from Peter's season. So I think I'm just gonna go with the regular hotel and just be basic. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I think same. No, but I also agree with Michelle too, though. Like it's very memorable. You're going to always remember it. So I'm feeling kind of wild. So I'm going to go for windmill too. Yeah. I'm going to go for windmill. (laughs) Okay. You guys can be all fancy with your windmill and everything. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Would you rather kiss the kissing bandit himself, Ari, or Luke P from Hannah's season? Uh, I really like Ari, even though like he was not a great bachelor, but I don't know, for some reason I really like Ari and like he seems like a, a wonderful dad. Well, I'm, I'm describing too much. He's only like, this is the question is only a kiss, right? Just a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah, still Ari. <laughs> Yeah, when you said Luke P, I thought of Luke Pell from JoJo season, and I was like, oh my gosh, how do they even compare? Like, Luke Pell is great. And then yeah. I was like, oh, wait, no. Okay, yeah, just definitely Ari then. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I don't like Ari that much, but I, I'd rather go with Ari than Luke. And I feel like Ari has grown mm-hmm. on me for sure. Like, in the past seasons, I haven't really liked him, but he does, like Karen said, he does seem like, he's doing well right now and he's Mm -hmm. has he's a family man now so (laughs) yeah I feel like he's always been a family man um I remember he did say like oh his past or his ex 
he wanted a kid with his ex but his ex was like no I don't want a kid and I think that's when they broke it off I think he is always he always wanted a, a family and raise a really good well organized <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he definitely seems like a family man now and like when you look at his and like Lauren's Instagram all of it's just like babies and kids and like this like beautiful mansion that they're living in so yeah he seems he's like he's doing well right now and I think I would kiss him as well <laughs> over Luke <laughs> Um, okay, next question is, would you rather go to a cocktail party or a pool party? A cocktail party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm leaning towards, <laughs> I'm leaning towards a cocktail party as well. A pool party, like, maybe, like, not as the first time I'm, like, meeting people. I don't think I would want to go to, like, a pool party. Maybe if it's, like, you know, I know everyone there and it's like, you know, it's been a while then maybe, but I think cocktail party is always like the safe option and you can actually like get to know people probably better. Yeah. I think it's like COVID-19 kind of shifted <laughs> our way of thinking now. So when I think of pool party, I think of like germs and COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go for cocktail. Yeah, same. I feel like I'll, I'll never pass up an opportunity to dress up and look nice and all fancy and glam. So definitely cocktail. Yeah, I was just literally going to say the same thing. I think it's fun to like dress up and everything. So cocktail party. Um, but this next question is, would you rather find love in paradise or at the mansion? I think for me, if we're talking pre-COVID times, I would rather find love in the mansion because typically they don't stay in the mansion. Like they go to other countries and like travel. So, but like paradise, they don't do that. They just stay on the beach the entire month. So I think for me, I would do the mansion. Mm, I think mansion too, just because paradise is like, I feel like you're, you're only, like you said, right. Um, you're only in one location and there's a lot of drama because there's just so many different couples. Like you're, you're trying to fight for the right, the, the, that one man or one woman. And then versus for the mansion, it's like, you're still fighting for that one person but it's like like you said you get to travel you get to meet the guys form romance and all that stuff so or, or um, even like best friends there too so yeah that's what I was thinking too like I think paradise is nice because you like get some options as well right you get to find who like maybe you have the best connection with rather than like kind of focusing on one person and like maybe you don't actually vibe with that one person so at least with paradise you know you get to explore different people and you know find what you like yeah I was just gonna say that and I feel like paradise is like friendship island sometimes where you can meet like a lot of your best girlfriends and you know guy friends too and I think I would pick paradise because I love like relaxing on a beach like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like my laziness or something, but I just love like all inclusive, like, let me just sip my martini and just relax. But I think I'd only want paradise if like my person like, um, came like early on, and we were just like a really strong couple, like, I wouldn't really want to go through like the emotional turmoil of having mm -hmm. my guy stolen and everything. So yeah, true. Yeah. I, I just feel like for mansion, it's like, you get to experience life outside of paradise. So it's like, oh, like, 
can you actually form a connection outside, you know, meeting your parents, meeting your family, going to hometowns versus for paradise. It's like finding love. Like, yes, it could be temporary, but like once you meet your parents or once you go to hometowns, like what's going to happen? Ooh, that's a really good point. Like the mansion gives like the full experience of like, you know, exploring and traveling with your partner, but then also like meeting the families and like having like fantasy seats and everything. Yeah, I feel like as you were saying that, I realized that if I were on the Bachelor franchise, I would not be there for the right reasons. Like I would totally <laughs> just be there to not find love and just relax and like vacation. So I think because of that, I would go on Paradise, but um, maybe that'll change as I mature. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like with Paradise 2, I feel like you have more time to spend with your significant other because like there's literally nothing to do on the beaches except for tan and swim and so like I feel like if you were to go on paradise you get more time to really like get to know the other person and like really spend time with them versus on the mansion I feel like you're kind of limited with the small kind of conversations that you have with the group dates and the one-on-ones. Ooh, that's a good point yeah that's why maybe like paradise relationships kind of progress faster too. Mm. Ooh, you're right. (laughs) good insights (laughs) yeah okay let's move on though to the next question would you rather be known as the crier or the villain the crier the crier crier. (laughs) I don't want to be the villain like imagine getting bashed on national tv but if you're not right in the end anyway so might as well just be a crier yeah, you're going to be the punching bag on Twitter. Like, it's it's going to be so bad if you're the villain. So at least the crier, it's like, you can laugh at it after. Or at least I, I would laugh at it after the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the crier, though, I feel like you would still be the punching bag on Twitter. Like, people <laughs> on Twitter will just attack you for anything. <laughs> yeah, that's remember true. My, remember McKenna? When she was just like, I realized, like, I'm falling in love with myself. Like, after she left? Yeah. So it it really depends on what, like, we're crying for and, like, crying about. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's speed round through the last two. Would you rather go on a group date or a two-on-one? Group date. Group date. (laughs) Two-on-ones are too much pressure. Yeah. And I feel like if you're on a two-on-one, then it's probably not a good sign. Like that means you're having beef with someone else and you're, you have a 50% chance of going home. So from a probability standpoint, probably not the best. (laughs) Okay. And what about last question? Would you rather have a love story like Sean and Catherine or Jared and Ashley? Oh, definitely Sean and Catherine. They're the cutest. Like, Ashley got um, rejected so many times. Like, I kind of feel for the girl, like, watching that on TV. But then, obviously, everything kind of, you know, panned out as usual. But Sean and Catherine's story was so unconventional, too. Like, he didn't really have his eye on her. And then she was, like, the dark horse of the season. They fell in love. Now they have so many beautiful children. So, oh, my gosh, I would love to be the... I agree. Sean and Catherine all the way. Like, I I absolutely love Jared and Ashley, though. Like, they're so cute. But Ashley put in too much work. I don't think I would put in that much effort to get a man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Sean and Catherine are the cutest. They have three kids right now. And honestly, they're just like a couple goals. So I definitely agree with that. 
But that kind of wraps up the would you rather round. This was honestly so fun to do, just kind of knowing each other's like preferences and who would we choose and where, where would we choose things and everything. But now let's actually get into today's episode, episode six for The Bachelorette. And with this episode, we started off the episode seeing a conversation between Caitlin and Katie discussing essentially, you know, Blake coming into the house and essentially having a new man enter the house, you know, mid process. If you guys were in the house and you saw someone entering the house, you know, mid season, how would you guys feel? Would you, if you're Chris Harrison, would you allow it? Um, would you be accepting of it? Like, how would you kind of feel, um, you know, with people entering the season late? I, I personally think it's fine as long as they're fighting for, like, they're, they're there for the right reasons, right? So like, um, as long as they're, um they're they they have a good reason why they want to like um they want to join the the season later and I guess like to me I think if you're willing to fight for love then I would allow it yeah I think for me like I would if I was really close with the lead I would kind of feel a little bit salty like oh Katie did you not like feel like our connection was strong enough that you had to bring someone else in but then at the same time I feel like I would understand that it's Katie's journey or whoever the person is journey not that I'm like I would date Katie but like just talking about this season I would understand it's their journey and you know I've only known this person for probably two weeks so it's fair that they want to explore more relationships so I feel like I'd be salty but understandable yeah so I also wanted to kind of point out too I feel like it can be really stressful for like the actual bachelorette so like Katie in this case because like it's such a short process um coming in late makes it tough for the lead because like if she decides to choose the person that came in late so like in this case Blake then you know the other men might be bad at her for doing so and so it might turn them off but at the same time like there's also that other choice of just sending him home and then not exploring the potential for that relationship, especially if she did feel like there was some interest there. So I think it's a very stressful situation for The Bachelorette as well. And honestly, Loki, the producers just love to do this and like stir stuff up, I feel like. Well, on the producer's note, like, I don't know, to be honest, if they want to stir stuff up with like bringing in people late because I know with like Heather for example I think I was reading like in the news like it was a long process for her to like actually get into the house and the producers were actually like skeptical and like really hesitant to like let her in the house which I think I don't know I want to assume that's because they want to protect the bachelor and bachelorette or bachelorette and they want to make sure like they're not just like letting anyone come in because they want TV time, but they genuinely want to like let people come in late because they are, are actually interested in the lead. So I don't know. I feel like if we think about um, people coming in late, like, I don't know. I want to trust they're coming in for the best intentions because hopefully I would assume that the producers would let them in because they're here for the best intentions. I don't know why, but I, I thought that Heather was let in late um, and maybe the producers were more reluctant because of COVID and that like, you know, obviously she had to quarantine and everything. Maybe it is that they want to have the lead's best intention, but I don't know if that's just so hard for me to believe because of how much they put the lead through. Like if they really wanted like the lead to find love organically in the most natural and beautiful of ways, like I just don't trust that. So I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, I definitely see that perspective. Um, but I don't know. I think I just want to assume the best of the producers in this case and just assume that like maybe they're they're gonna, you know, be a little bit more cautious with people entering mid-season. Um, but obviously after that conversation, we see Blake kind of coming into the house and we see the reaction of the guys. Obviously they were quite upset, you know, pretty quiet when he came in. How did we feel Blake kind of handled that initial conversation with the men about him joining the house? First off, I have to say, I love Blake so much. He's so mature, the way he handled it. Like, obviously he's been through it before and he even said, oh yes, like, I know how you feel. Again, like I'm here for the right reasons. And, and at the same time, he kind of explains like, yes, like Katie and I, we did talk previously on social media but it wasn't like a big deal like he was like very he's like he was an open book and I think that's something that I appreciate a lot if I were one of the men in the house yeah I agree with that I feel like he was very cool calm and collected and since he was so open and honest like that's very important when you're coming in like later in the process and people are already kind of mad at you but I also think that he was kind of lucky because um obviously like it looked like Taisha was kind of the one who introduced him and brought him in so it's like if Taisha is saying that he's a good guy with good intentions then it's also kind of hard to make him coming in like such a big deal I do think the men were still like definitely on edge about it and stuff but I think they could have potentially amplified it more but maybe they weren't able to just because like if Taisha like if Tasha thinks that Blake is a good guy, then, you know, how can we really say anything very negative or make it a situation like with Heather last season? Yeah. And I think, I feel like potentially part of the reason maybe the guys were so quiet or like, didn't really say too much was because like, back to Karen's point, like, I feel like he was really mature about the conversation, but I think he was also just like straight up. Like the first thing he said, like when he came into the room was like, I know how you guys feel. I know like you probably don't want me to be here. And I think just like that kind of moment of being real and like kind of putting himself in in the guy's shoes, I feel like it made me respect him. And if I were listening to that, I'd kind of like be like, okay, like I like you, you're okay. You're not that bad. I'll let you in kind of the house. But yeah, I think overall um, Blake we've seen him even with just that initial conversation that he had with Katie last week. He is very mature, very well-spoken. And I think we really saw that in his date with Katie and just some of the more real conversations that they were having both on the horse about like him, you know, working in Africa and like going away for a month and also, you know, um, asking Katie during the dinner portion about, um, you know, why she became so sex positive. What are you guys feeling about their chem the chemistry between Lake and uh, Katie? I'm like really loving their chemistry together. I think Katie made a really great decision on bringing him onto that one-on-one -on -one right away because it was kind of her way of, you know, gauging if he was right for her because obviously she knew that him coming in would create ripple effect towards all the other men. And right off the bat, she seemed super giddy to be with him, like, she had that check where he was a good kisser, loved that moment. And all in all, like, I think they're really great together. 
Yeah, for sure. Me too. And I know like one of my preseason picks was uh, Thomas, which didn't end up going so well. But like Blake was also another one that I mentioned. (laughs) And in my opinion, like he did not disappoint. Like I thought the conversations they had just flowed so well, like talking about their work and travel. It just seemed so easy. And, you know, they were definitely making up for kind of lost time. So I think that they're a great pair. Mm-hmm. I think so too and like the conversation's so easy and I feel like Blake was just so reassuring and again mature just like asking Katie why what's the reason behind her story because to be honest I don't think the men ever asked her that question ever mm-hmm. so it's like definitely shocking to for Katie to hear that type of question from one of the men in the season and um, a side note though but do you know the meme where he was like oh you were in in Africa Blake like were you or perhaps escaped to there like it was so funny (laughs) I saw that one yeah that's hilarious yeah no that was hilarious but back to your previous point Karen about like no one really asked Katie about that um I I think that's why like I appreciated I loved the dinner date even more and Blake asking that question because I know like a comment that was kind of made during like for example Tasha's season was that we didn't really get to know Tasha but I feel like with you know at least with this date and over the course of the season I feel like we've been really getting to know Katie and like part of, and just that the vulnerability that she's been um having in sharing you know her story and sharing you know some of the experiences that she's had um I feel like we've been really getting to know Katie and who she is and I think um and, and that's what I really love yeah, that's yeah. really true. And I think it makes it easier for us to like as viewers to see like, oh, like who could she have a connection with, like a good connection with because we know more about her. And then also this is random. I don't know if anyone else is feeling this way, but you know, Katie always has her side part like um, every episode, but like during that date, she kept her hair up and I just want to say I loved it. I feel like she should always do it up or maybe a middle part. Like, I want her to switch up her hairstyles because she always does the side part. So hopefully we'll see some <laughs> different hairstyles. Yeah. We should uh, we should email the, the, the uh, producers and be like, hey, just FYI, you should definitely change up uh, Katie's hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I think I will also say that this season is different from Matt James's season because I feel like by the end of his season... I didn't really know him or the girls, but this season, I really know the men, like I'm growing really Mm -hmm. fond of them and Katie. So I don't know what it is, but I've really been loving Katie's season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, like I love it too. But honestly, I think another reason why is because like low key, we're attracted to the men in in her season (laughs) too. So obviously we're going to like enjoy every bit, every second, every moment. Yes, 100%. And like, on the topic of getting to know the men, um, we had our group date, as typical. um, And this group date was like all the men since I think we're down to now like 14, 15 guys. So they put them all in the same group date. And we definitely got to see a lot of different personalities and different sides to the guys, one being Hunter and kind of how competitive and aggressive he was in uh, in the game. How are we feeling about kind of this different side to Hunter that we saw? I think it's totally okay, okay to like 
be aggressive or just like being yourself like if that's who Hunter is like I'm glad he was able to show that I think one moment that was kind of cringe for me was when he like tackled someone and then told Katie it was for her like I don't know I found that just like kind of weird but I think it's okay like I think it's also the edit like I'm sure a lot of the other men were also as aggressive and tackling people but the producers love to like paint a story for us so I don't really mind it like I think he's just being himself yeah I I agree with that too I think though like I do think that the producers definitely exaggerated it and painted him in a negative light but like in terms of competitiveness like I'm honestly like someone who's extremely competitive like when it comes to sports and stuff um but like I'm I kind of still am aware of like the others and the people that I'm playing with. And I like, don't ever want to kind of intentionally hurt somebody. Now I'm not saying he was intentionally hurting anyone, but I think that when you see like someone like Michael A, who, you know, Hunter probably knows that he is more um, physical and more strong than Michael A, like for you to run into Michael A like that, like that's obviously going to be a little bit hurtful so like I understand like he's very competitive and in the zone and stuff but I do wish that he was kind of a bit more kind of aware and because I never like I never take it that far I always try to kind of be aware of my surroundings and so yeah that was that was a tough moment especially like to our boy Michael A like if you want to get all of Bachelor Nation mad at you then mess with Michael A so that's kind of what he did but I do think that it was a bit exaggerated from the producers for sure and actually on the producers edit like Florina Hunter didn't even tackle Michael A it was actually Justin but from the promo it's we all thought it was going to be Hunter but then it was just like Loki Justin he just tackled him and then really said sorry after yeah Yeah. no way are you serious yeah (laughs) Are you yeah. kidding me? That's what like, I was like so confused. I was like, wait, what? I remember I remember Justin apologizing. So yeah. damn producers, oh. they know their oh. way. Oh, they did Hunter really, really dirty then. Wow. Okay, never mind then. I think I take I take all that back. <laughs> no wonder it makes so much sense. My sister and I were watching it and like Justin was so like teary-eyed and my sister and are like wow like Justin feels so bad for Michael A like I like you know I would probably be teary-eyed too but like no one else is so we were so confused but now it makes sense because he's the one yeah I'm, I'm like sure that Hunter was still aggressive though and it might have been over the top but I I just feel like all the guys were you know yeah. like Justin tackled Michael A like that injury happened so that's why I, that's why I mentioned like I think it was a producer's edit but we also saw some like conflict later on with Hunter. So I don't know if the men like felt kind of salty from the group date. Like, I guess we'll never know about that one. But yeah, like I, I agree with your point still, Blarina. <laughs> yeah, like I think at the end of the day, like you kind of mentioned earlier, Blarina, um, like everyone's competitive. Like everyone has a competitive spirit. I'm competitive. You're competitive. I'm sure we all, you know, have a side that's competitive to us. But like at the end of the day, the edit made it look like Hunter was like extra and over competitive, um, which is why kind of like there was that like perception of him. But that was kind of the group day, day portion of it. It finished off with both groups, both the red and black team getting to come to the kind of evening portion with Katie. And 
in this evening portion, obviously a lot of the guys got their time with Katie. We saw Michael A with his ice pack. Um, but I think another precious moment um, that happened during that evening was seeing um, Michael A open up to the guys about his wife and the death and the passing of his wife. And we saw, you know, kind of a solemn moment between all the guys, but we also saw Greg, you know, tearing up a little bit. How did you guys feel about that moment? What were your thoughts on that moment? Because I know for me, that was like, you know, I was tearing up as Greg was tearing up hearing that. And I feel like they shared like so many good kind of um, just kind of like life advice and good things to kind of keep in mind. So I was really, I, I really love that scene. Yeah, I really loved it too. I think it was really like refreshing to see like all of these men being touched by Michael's story, really listening to them. And like, as we saw kind of Greg having these strong emotions and feelings towards what Michael was saying, it really showed that like, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause sometimes there is like, um, you know, a stereotype or stigma that men have to kind of not have feelings and stuff, but you know, it's important to show those feelings. So I really liked that moment um, as well. And I was tearing up for sure. Like <laughs> I cry all the time <laughs> during those, mo those type of moments. Yeah, like that's something that's so similar to me. Like when someone cries, I start crying. When yeah. someone tells me not to cry, I cry more. Like that's literally how I work. <laughs> yeah, I think overall that scene was like really touching and I'm happy they were kind of able to share about, you know, like making the most of life, like don't take it for granted, you know, life's short. So really um, capitalize on it. So yeah, definitely love that scene. And on a more happier note, um, after the group date, we saw that Andrew S got his, finally, he got a date, a one-on-one -on -one with Katie and they had their one-on-one -on -one in a forest playing a would you rather game, um, where they were sharing like different things about each other. Did you guys like that date and like the setting of the date and like the concept? Yeah, no, I, I personally feel like it fits their personality. Andrew S like, he's very funny um you know open and I just feel like this is the type of vibe I get from Andrew S and it's like Katie's just experiencing how it's like to you know be in a relationship with Andrew S and I guess that kind of like made their relationship a lot stronger yeah I agree too I thought the date was really well planned out I feel like it gave them opportunities to kind of be fun but also to learn more about each other or kind of get a glimpse at each other. And then they could kind of have more conversations later on during the dinner. So I honestly really like this date. Yeah, I thought it was like a really cute date. And I love how they do kind of like, I think they started this last season with like Peter, uh, not Peter, uh, with Matt's season where like Piper also kind of had like a nighttime evening date. Um, and they also kind of did that with Andrew S. So I really love like kind of like the nighttime vibes with the, like the lights mm -hmm. and everything. I thought it was like super cute. Yeah, I really liked it too. I thought it was super goofy and matched their personalities. And I think I loved seeing that deeper side as well at dinner when they got to have a conversation on, you know, race that we never really get to listen to on the show. And I think it's a kind of like the elephant in the room when there are like interracial couples um so mm -hmm. I felt really fortunate to have heard that conversation um and to see like how receptive Katie was to that was really encouraging it felt like 
Andrew was being really understood. And I think he felt that too. So I really like that dinner portion. Yeah. And I think during the dinner portion as well, like what I loved about Katie was obviously not that she was just understanding, but I think she was like really honest in saying that, like, she's like, I, she was like, I'm naive to these issues or to these things. Like I'm a white woman and I'm naive to that. And I really loved and respected that honesty because I know for me, like, you know, I couldn't understand, you know, what, um, Andrew S would be saying or in the full extent that he was explaining it. So I really appreciated that honesty from Katie. Mm -hmm. And it just shows that her character is, you know, like that's just who she is. She's not just um, open-minded. She is who she is. And she's always constantly like standing, being an activist and like also like making sure that no one gets bullied. And I just think that's like, it just represents her character, like this whole date and conversation. For sure. It was definitely a really important conversation to have. And I'm so glad like that no one kind of pushed it under the rug. It was really like addressed and talked about and aired as well for everyone to see. So I think it was a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and what I find interesting is that like, this is obviously like a very deep conversation like a big conversation like for me personally if I was having that conversation I feel like that would be something that like I would talk to my significant other like you know deep into our relationship or like having that conversation a little bit later on but this was a conversation that they were having like from the first date right because time is so limited on the show yeah I didn't really think about that that's a really good point like they went deep really quick um and I feel like these conversations are hard like especially when they're aired on national TV and especially when these topics are so sensitive. Like I kind of applaud both of them for putting themselves out there and just being so honest about it. Like, I think if it was me, I would have been so scared to like say the wrong thing or like offend someone, but obviously that's not right. And I love how Katie just like, you know, was honest and spoke her truth. Yeah, definitely glad they had those conversations early on and like, like you said, it takes a lot of courage to kind of be that open with someone, but also having, you know, everyone watching your story and hearing your story. So definitely applaud the men, you know, not just Andrew, but even all the men um, for the vulnerability that they've shown this season on their dates and with Katie and um, even in group settings. That kind of brings us to the final part of the episode, which was the cocktail party right before the rose ceremony. And kind of a theme that was happening within this cocktail party was Hunter had received a rose and he, you know, still took some time to speak with Katie and all the men were kind of confronting him about it and upset about it. Um, if you guys were in Hunter's position um, and you had a rose, would you still go speak to the bachelorette or the bachelor? I personally feel like I wouldn't just because I know that, you know, like I have a rose. That means I do get one week just to work on my relationship with Katie. But then at the same time, like, I feel like the guy shouldn't be giving so much, you know, hate just because again, like Hunter is here to build a relationship with Katie, not to build a friendship with the guys in the house. So like, I don't think there's, anything wrong with Hunter maybe Hunter just thought of oh okay like I want to make sure that Katie feels safe and secure with me like I want to you know pull her aside for a bit like I don't think he did anything wrong 
Yeah, I I definitely agree with that too. And it's like, I always, I feel like this is something that always comes up every season and, you know, people complain that they're taking time away from them with Katie, but you know, you can also make that effort to go and speak to Katie and take her aside. And, you know, any other guy could have done what Hunter did and did like a small little date type of thing, but they didn't. So I don't know how mad they could be at Hunter. I probably wouldn't have done what Hunter did just because I know that I would get flack for that. But um, I don't think they can be so mad, like as mad as they are. I wonder, like, because obviously the guys always complain about like not having enough time and like, um, you know, some guys don't even get to speak with Katie. So I truly wonder like how long are their conversations? Like if the conversation's like five minutes, does it really make a difference if like Hunter goes and speaks or are they like really like long conversations that it like truly like it kills if you don't get to speak, like if someone takes away time from others. Like I'm, I wonder like how, like how many minutes are we talking here in terms of these combos? <laughs> yeah could literally be like five because there are so many men in the house right so Mm -hmm. how you you, the conversation is definitely not 20 minutes it has to be like five minutes or something or 10 within 10 minutes Hmm. yeah so maybe like not like five ten minutes between like five to ten minutes yeah yeah yeah, exactly. So I think as long as Hunter was kind of being respectful and not taking up too much time, then like it's okay. But if he was going, like maybe over he could that, have slide. Yeah. yeah. But I think the men in the house were mad because he had a rose and they didn't have a rose. And I think it just comes in a place of insecurity, as if like, oh my gosh, like I don't have a rose, and that's where jealousy comes in play, and and that's where the drama comes. Yeah, like, I think the rose just intensifies everyone's emotions and just, like, yeah, it essentially intensifies the situation and the severity of the situation. So, yeah, that's a great point. But that kind of wraps up the episode. We saw at the end of the episode, the Bachelor producers released a little bit of a sneak peek into the second half of the season and guys, what are you thinking? Because I have so many thoughts on this promo. It was so good. But what are you guys thinking? I'm thinking it's about to get crazy. Like, <laughs> what? I, that was the best promo I've seen, like, from all the yeah. seasons that I've watched. I'm, Honestly, like, so excited yes. to see what happened. It just shows how, dr- we thought, remember at the beginning, we're like, oh, how come drama is like happening so early on, remember? And then, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, okay, like there's definitely gonna be more. And we're like, okay, Carl, okay, great. Carl's gone now, now Thomas. Okay, Thomas go- gone, now Blake, and now so much more. And I'm like, what else is there? <laughs> I was gonna say like, where was all the tears and the crying and like the the popular like one-liners like in the first half of the season like I'm amped for like all the tears and everything that's gonna come in like the second half like oh I'm so excited I think one thing that really intrigues me is how Katie always tells everyone that she gets her heart broken on this season and then we see all the tears from all the men so I literally don't even know like who breaks her heart but also we heard that the season gets condensed too so I really feel like we're going to see something we've never seen before. And I literally have no guess as to what it might be. Mm. To me, I know we love Michael A so much, like mm-hmm. so, so much. 
but I feel like he's gonna self-eliminate himself he's gonna go home just to be with his son which is amazing he's an amazing father amazing guy but it's just so sad to see because I just feel like he would have been an amazing husband to Katie yeah, I was like, kind of upset they showed that in the promo because they showed yeah. like Michael like with his phone talking to his kids, and I was like, okay, you spoiled it. We all know he's like self-limiting now. I mean, like I'm like ninety-seven percent sure, but yeah, yeah, they did seem to spoil like quite a bit. And then also one thing that I saw too was somebody came in and like she said that the last thing she ever expected was him. So I'm curious, like who that could be. Do you think it's Thomas? I was low-key, like, maybe, but (laughs) I don't know. After that, like, the way he exited, I don't know. Could it be Matt? Like, maybe she was, like, like, not expecting to see her ex? Like, maybe Matt? I don't know. Oh, I don't think Matt, because Matt is, like, happily, like, happy with Rachel right now, right? Mm, That's true. What if it's, like, her actual ex? Like certain her actual ex, <laughs> her, her ex before Matt, <laughs> and it's like a Greg lookalike. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love to see it. I love to see like, hi, I'm Greg. Hi, I'm Katie's ex ex. Like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm a little tired right now. So <laughs> say the randomest things ever. No, it's all good. Honestly, I think we're just in for a wild ride the second half. So <laughs> for everyone listening, be sure to tune in every Thursday, 8 p.m. to our episodes because our podcast episodes are only going to get crazier as the season gets crazier. So tune in Thursdays at 8 p.m. And thank you guys for all the support you've shown us so far. We love you all. Have a great night. Sleep tight. Love you. Bye. 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 We're We're here here for for the right reasons reasons only. only.